0: Welcome to Find Your Light, the podcast. I'm Nikita, and I'm so grateful that you've joined me on this journey. Find Your Light is a safe space, and I thank you for helping to create a space for courage and vulnerability to exist. I'm going to share some stories. I hope you do too, and together we can find our light. And if you haven't done so, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. So, this is our light work episode. Uh, we reflect on last week's topic and dive deeper into our journey. I'm going to share some tools and some resources that may be helpful for you, and I'm hoping that these tools will guide you along your path to finding your own light. So grab your pen and paper and let's get to work. So in last week's episode, um, find your dream job, uh, we set an intention um, of you're hired. So in this episode, really kind of highlighted the job search and what all of the, the nuances and intricacies of, of what it may mean for finding a new job. Like if you're in the market for a job, so you're looking at qualifications and what is the compensation, right? Um, does it align with your long-term goals and your values? And then kind of just talked about my own experience um, while I was in the, when I was on the job market a couple of years ago, um, relocating across country, uh, some of the things that were on my list, like what did I want to do, what did I want to live, how would I be challenged, um, what opportunities of growth would exist for me, and then how did this role fit into um, the big picture that I had in my own life. Also, introduce the concept that we can be the CEO of our own lives, and so that could be a dream job. And so, really understanding that that taking a look and examining how the CEO is responsible for um, the success of a company. Um, And they are typically either, you know, the success of the company is on their back. So they're praised when things are going well and um, they're held responsible when things aren't. And what would it mean if we took full responsibility of um, how well things were going in our own lives? also introduced that the CEOs are responsible for the hiring and the firing. Um, and I, I gave this really cool analogy that I really love around like thinking of your life as a TV show um, and you're the main character and who are the supporting cast around you. Um, what are some recurring roles Those special guest appearances and some of those extras and not to conflate or miss um, where where people may fall. And also really understanding and highlighting the need for a board of trustees. If you look at any successful um, organization, institution, corporation, they tend to have a board of trustees um, that appointed or elected group of individuals that is responsible for the overall management of the the organization and these are, um, people who have the best interest of the, uh, the corporation or the organization in mind. Um, and thinking about our own personal lives, what would it mean to have or to develop a board of trustees or to, to treat, um, a few trusted people around us as those that, you know, tend to have your best interest at heart, um, can, can advise you on some of the pitfalls, but also be there to celebrate with you. Um, there we go. So, um, as I've you know dropped the episode, been in conversation, had lots of great discussion on Twitter. If you're not following our Twitter, um, check out Find Your Light on Twitter. Um, great tw- question threads, and, and and love the Twitter, love the Twitter people. Um, but there's been some some really interesting just light bulb moments have gone back and just dissecting and reflecting on really what it would mean to be the boss of your own life. And so the first light bulb moment for me um, was around like the hiring and the firing. And so oftentimes like we can tend to conflate people's roles in our life. And so um, light bulb moment number one, don't promote seasonal support into permanent roles. So as with any corporation or any organization, um, there are going to be high flux times where they hire in additional help or contract in additional help. Um, These people are trained. They can do the job um, and they're meeting the needs at the time. But that and that's it. And so but and and for the most part, companies are very aware that these people are just here for a season, um, that they are helping the bottom line in the moment, um, but they're maybe not supporting the long term goals um, our, our success of a business or corporation. And what would it mean to, to understand that there are going to be some people that we interact with, there are going to be some people that we may love and care for deeply that are just seasonal. And how do we avoid moving these seasonal people into, to permanent roles? I think that happens in a lot of ways. I think sometimes we just tend to misplace someone's, um, we tend to misjudge someone's place in our own lives. And so a lot of times for me, that's been, I overlook the obvious and I'm feeding some of my own selfish or naive desires, or, you know, this is fun for the moment, or, you know, I'm trying to find, I tend to always be a glass half full person. I try to find the good in everybody. And, and it's typically easy to find for me, but that also doesn't mean that just because I can find the good in everybody doesn't mean that everyone is good for me. And so one of the things that I've really been working on in recognizing who may be seasonal and who may be around for the long haul is to one, acknowledge, honor and acknowledge like their role and, and any contributions they've made into my life, um, but ultimately accepting that their presence may be more of a liability um, than an asset to, to my goals or to the person that I am, I am striving to become. Uh, the next light bulb moment that that I've been sitting, sitting on and kind of just just meditating on um is around like I think at the end of the episode, I highlighted like, you know, the great thing about becoming the CEO of your own life is that you can never be removed from that role. Like you can't be fired from being the CEO of your of your own life. And that is absolutely true. And while you can never be removed from being the CEO of your life, I think oftentimes you but you can relinquish your power to others as ceo and i think that happens more than people would like to admit or maybe even more than people realize and typically when you are relinquishing your power to others it's never intentional um and it seems to happen at like the most unsuspecting times in our lives it's maybe when things are really hectic or when there's you know so much going on that you just cannot see or really be be intentional around the things that are happening some examples um I have realized for me that I've not realized that I've had power to change my own circumstances. And I have then in those moments relinquished my power to the situation or relinquished my power to other people and not realizing that, no, like I am the CEO of my own life. And while I may not think that I have the the ability to impact or affect, you know, things at, at a grand scale, but there's always something that we can do that moves the needle towards, um, you know, that that closes a gap rather from where we are current state to our desired state i think uh, when we don't place ourselves in the center of our narrative then things are happening to us as a, as a, as opposed to us actively participating in Whatever it may be. And when we remove ourselves from the center of our story, it's almost like we're sitting on the sidelines and we're watching life pass us by almost like a basketball game. So are you, you know, the starting point guard or are you going to be someone sitting on the stands in your own life? And so you cannot be removed as CEO, but you can certainly relinquish your power. Um, And so it's important to make sure that you are always centering yourself in um, the center of your narrative and, and placing yourself um, at the head of the table, making decisions, um, for your life and, and, and for your best interest. So thinking about how to become, um, the CEO of your own life, like you can be the boss of your own life. Like, is that a dream job? I think about, um, we talked about the job process and the job search and what that may look like. Um, but, Now I'm thinking about what happens when you start on that job. So now you've made the decision. If you're watching, you're listening to this episode, you've now made the decision that you are going to be the boss of your own life. And what does that mean? And what does that entail? Well, the first thing you do when you're hired onto a new job, you go to new, new, new employee orientation, new hire orientation. And typically... At that job, um, at that at that orientation or whatever that training may be, you learn more and more about who the company is, um, what they do, um, maybe what your role might be, and how you can you know impact the bottom line. And so, really, as the CEO of your own life, you want to make your own job description. Um, and and I think that there are three major things that are really going to to fall into to your job description and what that is. And so, you pull up any job description right now to probably tell you. Um, a little bit about the company, a little bit about what the roles are, um, what the role may entail and, and what the qualifications are, what the minimum qualifications are, what the desired qualifications are. Um, the great thing about becoming becoming the CEO of your own life is you already meet all of the qualifications because it's your life and no one else can be the CEO of your life. Um, but as you think about like what the company is and what they do and, and all those things, like, that is really where you want to center and start this journey um, in this new role. So, Yala always says that you need to know who you be. And really, like, who are you? Um, who are you at the core? Like, what are the things that you like? What are the things that you dislike? Um, what does it mean? Um, like, when do you truly feel like in the essence of who you are? And so, um, so. Answering that question and so maybe if you're writing stuff down like like at who are you and and spend a couple minutes to really write down those things that We're moving and stripping away any other title aside from CEO of your own life Like you can be a parent you can you know be a sibling you can be a child you can be all of these things um, But who are you stripping away all titles stripping away all other relationships with others um, That is who um, that is what's important as you're creating this job description Next you want to write down what you do And it's and typically, again, you go places or people are asking, what do you do? The first thing we tend to do is we tend to to speak to our relation, um, what we do in relation to other things. So who we are in terms of how we earn money or how others see us in relationship. And so, you know, are you married? Do you have children? Do you you know what is what do you do at work? And those kind of things. But let's strip away again all of those things and really only focusing it on you and, and and what do you do. So are you the person that tends to bring light into whatever situation you're in? Are you a person that wants to strive to support everyone and and to, to be their best selves whatever that may be what do you do and typically when asking this question this is what you do everywhere you go so so regardless of, of what the environment is how do you show up in those spaces um, that is what you do and then ultimately um, you want to really create your own elevator pitch so and a lot of that is a combination of the two things that I've already mentioned who are you what do you do and what are you striving to do and so we know that elevator pitches are great um and the concept behind an elevator pitch is that it should be um you know a conversation or an introduction it shouldn't take any longer than riding in an elevator with someone you know up a few up a few flights of um or stories rather so what do you who you be what you do, what you're striving to do, um, all of those things are that elevator pitch, which really describe your job description in, in many ways. The next thing that you want to do um, is outline your company values, missions, and goals. So if you go to any website, any corporation, any institution, um, you'll be able to clearly outline, you'll be able to clearly see um, the, the organization's values, missions, and goals outlined. And so as we think about... Um, those, the mission is going to be kind of what guides you intrinsically. And so, you know, is your mission that you want to end world hunger or you want to, you know, curb homelessness in your city, like whatever it is, your mission is, um, that is what, what is going to guide you intrinsically. It could be just being the best person you can be today. And that is more than enough, but that is your mission. So your mission is really what you set out to do every day, no matter what your to-do list is, no matter where you are going. Um, Again, that thing that that wakes you up each morning that you are excited or the thing that you are looking forward to doing. Values are what people see uh, when they interact with you. And so your values, again, like do you place high emphasis on on bringing people together or helping people achieve their goals are your relationships so what are the things that you value and how are you actively living these values out in your daily life Uh, lastly as we think about our values missions and goals um what are you seeking to achieve so we're going back to that elevator pitch like what, who you be, what you do, and what do you wanna do? Like, what do, what are your goals um, and what are you seeking to achieve? And as we think about goals, they really should be in alignment with your mission and your values. And so the things that guide you, um, the things that, that, that you place high importance on all of those things should tie into the goals. Those goals should be, you know, if we're thinking about a circle, um, all of these things should be feeding into the other. And so as your, your goals evolve, your mission and maybe your values should also evolve, maybe not, not so much values, but your mission could evolve and your values could based on what you are seeking to achieve. And so it could be that I really value, you know, health and wellness. So one of my goals is I am going to. Maybe go vegan, or one of my goals is that I am going to make a commitment to to being more more physically active for the next month, or for the next sixty days, or it could be I'm now that I've been active, maybe I'm going to invite my loved ones to join me on this journey to wellness. And so again, as we're thinking about our mission, the things that guide you, your values, or again what people see the things that you're actually doing, and the goals are what are the things that you are hoping to achieve. Um, And again, goals should evolve and should, you know, once you achieve those things, you should be creating a whole new set of goals. Lastly, as we think about like this orientation into um, becoming the boss of your own life, um, the next thing you want to do is just identify resources for success. And so um, finding a mentor and that mentor could be someone that you know and you have a you know deep relationship with that mentor could be someone who an author who you think writes amazing books that, that resonate or connect with your life or it could be a pastor it could be maybe a podcast or it could whatever that may be um finding that support system that is going to help guide or ensure that you are successful um, in all of the things that you are striving to do Secondly, in identifying resources to be successful, um, assemble your board of trustees. Many times um, your board of trustees are people that you are around and maybe you haven't th- thought about it that way, but maybe really sit down and think about, think critically on um, how many people do you need to be on your board of trustees and what is the frequency and what you talk to them. Um, one thing I w- I realized as I was thinking back about the, my board of trustees over the past week or so, typically and it doesn't happen this way all the time. But typically, if someone is sitting on your board of trustees, chances are you're probably sitting on their board of trustees as well, even if it isn't articulated that way. So understanding there may be trustee members that you talk to every day. Um, there could be some that you check in with every two or three months, but you pick up like, you know, nothing has happened um, or no time has passed or anything like that. But assembling your board of trustees and really understanding and leveraging the value um of the, of the skill sets that, that you have around you and, and what that may mean. I also think, again, I, I'm all about affirming people. So so as you realize that these people are trusted advisors for you, um, you should tell them that. Like you should, should, should say thank you. You should pour into them um, in the same ways that, that hopefully they are pouring into you. I um, mean, lastly, I think uh, you wanna really identify who can be your allies. And so these may not be people who sit on your board of trustees. Um, But these are people who are in support of you or maybe in support of some of your goals. And so, um, again, that could be you've recently I say for myself, I want to speak. I've recently made a commitment to get back in the gym. And I was speaking to one of my really good friends and he was having he had identified a similar goal. So now we work out together. So now he is my ally in this wellness journey. So we work out together every day when we're not working out, we're texting each other. We're making sure we're both eating right or whatever that case may be. Um, but we are we are in it together. And even in the work that I do in, in diversity, equity and inclusion, um, we are really moving in some spaces away from allies into co-conspirators. And I, I personally really like the, the idea of co-conspirators because um, when someone is a co-conspirator, even from a legal standpoint, like that person is there with you in the trenches, just as committed to your goals as you are. And I think that when I think of my board of trustees or when I think of those extensions of that, I want people who are just as committed to my goals as, as I am, um, even maybe in the times where I'm losing focus, they're able to, to, to say something or to pull me, bring me back in to, to help me get back on track. And similarly, I... Find myself very much being a co-conspirator for others um, in their goals. Sometimes a little bit too much. Like, okay, this is what you want to do. Let's figure out how we do it. Um, I'm here to help you. I'm here to support. And so, as we think about allies and co-conspiratorship, um, co-conspirators, um, that is the that is the route. Like, you want to have people around you who are just as committed. Um, to your goals as you are Um, and also being being clear to understand this isn't a one-way street that these are relationships Um, so there there is a balance of of giving and taking and and mutual support and benefit of around all so that is all I have for you this week around becoming the CEO of your own life and finding your dream job so end with the affirmation of last week's I'll say it I encourage you to say it with me the second time I build the life I want by taking responsibility for my journey. I build the life I want by taking responsibility for my journey. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Find Your Light the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media so others can find their light as well. Until next time, be kind to yourself.